If you've ever found yourself wondering what kind of Girl Scout cookie would an Oklahoma State head coach be, don't worry, I've done the legwork and I have the answers. And then in less serious business, I ranked the last decade of Oklahoma State quarterbacks, and I'll give my thoughts on the Mike Boynton rumor mill all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Pokes is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked on Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey. If you've been here before, welcome back. You can find all of my work on Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. I am a loud and obnoxious Oklahoma State fan. Some have called me embarrassing recently, very recently, my mother. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter. Or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. So at the opening of the show, I said, have you ever found yourself wondering what Oklahoma State head coaches were would be if they were Girl Scout cookies? Now, I've crunched the numbers on this. It's Girl Scout cookie season. I am eating them every day at work because my boss keeps buying them. It's kind of a problem when it's like 9 a.m. and I'm cracking open a new box of Girl Scout cookies, but I'm ignoring that part of it. You know, it's like Christmas season. You can just eat whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Calories don't count. When they're Girl Scout cookies. I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. So I didn't do every head coach because there aren't that many cookies. I certainly haven't had all of them. So I tried to, uh, you know, keep it to a minimum. I don't want to I don't want to get too serious talking about our head coaches as Girl Scout cookies. So we're going to start with the new adventure full cookies. And uh, I think I have to give this to whoever gets hired as the new women's basketball coach, of course, Jim Lytell is done as the Oklahoma State women's basketball coach. And so we'll be bringing somebody new in. And like I said, it's pretty simple for me. Uh, the idea is there. These cookies look delightful. So there's definitely potential to land somebody good. But how is it going to be executed? How are those cookies executed? It's just as the newest cookie on rotation, it makes the future women's basketball coach the easy option. We'll be keeping an eye on that. I'm really excited to see uh, what they're able to do, who they're able to bring in. Of course, always grateful for everything that Jim Lytell gave to the women's basketball program, and we'll talk about that this week and just kind of uh, give him his whole an entire segment, you know. But um, that's that's where I'm going with the newest cookie is whoever's hired as the new women's basketball coach. Next up to bat. I'm going to take Alan Bratton as Thin Mints. Now, Alan Bratton is the Cowboy men's basketball coach, and I think Thin Mints are definitely golf. Like, you know Thin Mints wear khakis. That's all I'm saying. It makes sense. I'm not going to elaborate. I don't make the rules. You guys get it. But in seriousness, 
Thin Mints and Bratton have been producing consistent winners for years. A lot of very successful Oklahoma State golfers on tour right now. After two successful season seasons as the Cowgirls golf coach, Bratton took over as the men's coaching the men's coaching duties about eight years ago. He and his wife were both Oklahoma State graduates, so it's that consistency and success that finds him the Thin Mint of Oklahoma State head coaches. Because I think we can agree that Thin Mints have been pretty consistently a favorite for quite a while. At Samoa's, give me John Smith. It sounds like I'm drafting a team. Listen, the best Girl Scout cookie, and I don't think it's particularly close, is the Samoa. They are by far my favorite, and John Smith was recently named by Flow Wrestling the greatest wrestler of all time. So you can see how these go hand in hand. John Smith is a six-time world champion with gold medals from two separate Olympics, so it's no doubt that he is one of the greatest of all time, of course. Like I said, Flow Wrestling just named him the greatest of all time. Another coach that got their collegiate start with Oklahoma State before becoming their head coach, bringing a total of three if you include the next guy. This is by far the most ridiculous segment I've ever done on the show, maybe ever into a microphone, but I will not apologize for it. Mike Gundy is a tag-along cookie. The chocolate and peanut butter cookie, it's a classic flavor combination in my opinion, and Mike Gundy falls well under the classics to me. He's headed into his 18th season as the head coach of the football team. I don't even, I mean, I was young 18 years ago, so it's hard for me to even imagine the Oklahoma State football team without Mike Gundy, which is how I feel like if I ever opened a Girl Scout cookie catalog and it didn't have the tag-along option. It's steady, it's for sure, and it's a classic. That's Mike Gundy to a T, in my opinion. Mike Boynton is the new Lemon Up cookie. They are very refreshing. I feel like Mike Boynton, as soon as he took over the job for Oklahoma State basketball, he was immediately refreshing to that program. And they have positive affirmations baked into the cookies. Does that not scream Mike Boynton to you? I don't know. Personally, the way that I'm always prepared to run through any brick wall after listening to Mike Boynton speak, it always makes me feel uplifted. The same way the Limit Ups do when it's 9 a.m. and a cookie's like, you're a go-getter. I'm like, yeah, I am. You got it right. So that's that's Mike Boynton to me, that refreshing but positive influence that he seems to be bringing to the program. And then this one's pretty easy. I kind of cheated on this last one, but Josh Holiday is the s'mores cookie. Baseball, giving me spring-summer vibes, makes me want to sit by a bonfire and drink too much and eat s'mores and get sticky marshmallows all over me because I'm 12. So that that one was pretty easy for me. I'm not going to lie. I kind of I cheated my way out of the work on that last one. But I think you guys can agree that that's a pretty good lineup, pretty good matches for the Girl Scout cookies. I am going to post about it on Twitter. I will try to do so on Facebook as well and see if we can get a uh, poll going or some kind of vote going. Next up, where does Spencer Sanders fall in the ranking of the last decade of the Oklahoma State quarterbacks, and can he do enough to move up the list in 2022? So I love March Madness, mostly the brackets and keeping track with it all. I have a pen and paper and a highlighter and a red pen to hit any misses. But I can't remember the last time I truly made it deep into a bracket tournament. So I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. 
Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. In addition to their Pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to receive a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match terms and conditions apply. March Madness is finally here, and that means you need to get your brackets in. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our research, and we're running our brackets at runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, both very fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks all stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees. Plus, they offer full white glove support, customer branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. It was very easy to set up. I set my bracket today. I mean, I'd already printed it out and wrote it down, but I was able to get it into the computer. (laughs) If you want to play against us at a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So I decided to look back at a decade worth of Oklahoma State quarterbacks as a fun, casual project to rank, uh, you know, the last decade. It ended up being tougher than I thought it was going to be. I am still not 100% sure that this is where I landed, but I had to record eventually, so we had to just run it. This is the final edit, even though I'm still not sure. So we've had six quarterbacks since 2012, so unfortunately we don't get to count Brandon Whedon, which is no fun, though I think we can all agree that he would have uh, fallen at the top of this ranking. So at number six, we've got Dax Garman. He played in 2014 and threw for 2,041 yards, 12 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. That was brutal. That's a brutal stat. I think that's probably what lended itself most to scoring him this low. His quarterback passer rating was 122.4. The team went 7-6 that year and and 4-5 in conference play. Oklahoma State scored 39.1 points per game and grabbed a Cactus Bowl win at the end of the season. He did have a very sub-60% completion percentage. I think it ended up being like 54%. And in the most miraculous stat of that season, he had negative 17 rushing yards. He went to Maryland a year after starting nine games for the Cowboys, and I think he played two games in Maryland. 
at number five, give me Taylor Cornelius. Um, this one's a sentimental one for me. The first game I ever took my daughter to, I made her a mini corn dog shirt. It was a game in which Taylor Cornelius was start- starting. I love a quarterback with a good nickname, and it's like hard to beat corn dog. So uh, the mini corn dog shirt, he holds a special place in my heart. But you know, he spent three years at Oklahoma State as a backup quarterback, threw four three. Th- 3,978 yards the year he started, had a 32 touchdown to 13 interceptions ratio, and a QBR of 144.7. Now, quarterback passer rating is is pretty nuanced. It's good to have a high number, but it doesn't always tell the whole story, but I figured I'd include it. The team went 7-6 and six that season. In conference play, they went 3-6. and six. They scored three, 38.4 points per game and got a win in the Liberty Bowl. Taylor Cornelius also rushed for 406 yards and 10 touchdowns that season. That kind of blew my mind. I don't remember him being a particular, particularly skilled at the running uh, part of it, but 10 touchdowns, I mean, you, you can't really ignore that. He had just under 60% completion rating at like 59.1, I believe. At number four and number three, respectively, give me J.W. Walsh and Clint Shelf. And this was really, this got murky. I like had them... And then I was like, well, I'll just make one number for them both. And, and I couldn't really decide what to do. They they shared so much time together on the field. In 2012 and 2013, they both had over 100 passing attempts each season. So you kind of, it, it's just hard to differentiate everything. Between those two seasons, the t- team had a record of 18 and 8. In 2012, the Cowboys won the Heart of Dallas Bowl after averaging 45.7 points per game. And in 2013, they lost the Cotton Bowl. That season, they were averaging 39.1 points per game. Like I said, I think if I'm forced to pick, I'd have Clint like a hair above J.W. Walsh. But the way they played together for those two seasons, it really makes it hard to fully separate them in my mind. And they were both, I mean, they were both good quarterbacks. I, I, I just don't think I could put one confidently over the other. I would, I'll feel a different way tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. This, this was the part where I was like, I don't, I can't decide. At number two, give me Spencer Sanders. Has two bowl game victories for the Cowboys, the Cheez-It Bowl in 2020 and the Fiesta Bowl this last season. In 2021, Sanders threw for 2,839 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions, over half of which came against Baylor, but I digress. The quarterback also rushed for 668 yards and six touchdowns. Obviously, his dual threat ability gives him an extra mark on this ranking. I mean, I think it automatically boosts any kind of floor that Spencer Sanders brings to the table. The unfortunate thing, in my opinion, is that he could really separate himself and become a Mason Rudolph or Brandon Whedon in terms of past QBs that are talked about and that we remember. He has that kind of ceiling and he has that kind of potential, but he has to Put it all together. That's all we're waiting on. I know he can do it. That's that's what's so frustrating is like we have seen him string together a couple games here and there where you're like, oh, we're on the brink of it. Like it's right there. You can, you know, when you can like think of a word, but it's right on the tip of your tongue. It's that kind of he's so close and it's just so frustrating when he has a, a down game like he did in the Big 12 championship, like he did against Baylor the first time we played them. I just want to see him reach that potential because he's been a Cowboy quarterback for several years now. He is somebody that could really cement himself this year 
in future conversations about the position, but he has to fully recognize that next step or or he's just going to, I think, kind of come by the wayside when it comes to talking about past quarterbacks at Oklahoma State. And I don't want it to be that way for him because, like I said, I think his potential is very, very high. He just has to reach that potential. And I'm not saying he's going to, but there's always a chance. I think that's the important part is that it's so close sometimes that I'm not ready to say that it's never going to happen, but it's been three years of like, we're going to take the next step. And I think we did finally see a step be taken in 2021. I, I really believe that, but I think there's a bigger step to be taken. So that leaves at number one, Mason Rudolph. For three years, Mason Rudolph led a high-flying offense for Oklahoma State, including two seasons with over 4,000 passing yards, one of which where the quarterback almost saw 5,000 passing yards in the regular season. He grabbed us two bowl game wins in his best season, 2017. The Cowboy had a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 37-9. to He didn't have a season with any double-digit interceptions in his career for the Cowboys. He averaged 41.1 points per game in his three years with Oklahoma State, had three winning seasons overall, and, and, and in conference play as well. I think we can just all agree that that offense was very, very fun. You know, you had James Washington, you had some Justice Hill, some Chuba Hubbard, just a lot of very fun pieces to that offense. And uh, he, I think he definitely exploited the pieces he had. Uh, and, and that's what good quarterbacks do. That's exactly what he needed to do. And he did it very well. It was a lot of fun to watch. So I'm glad we got to see it. I'm glad they did it in, in orange. And I think that's why he is the number one quarterback of the last decade. Coming up, the rumor mill is up and running and Mike Boyne's name has been thrown around as a potential vacancy filler for any of these basketball teams that have gotten rid of their head coach. But first, it is that time of year again. College basketball's tournament is finally upon us. I gotta tell you, love talking about the college basketball tournament every day, even though Oklahoma State got banned from it. It's very fun. That's sarcasm. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Thank God. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we got to address the elephant in the room. And that elephant is there are several vacancy head coaching jobs in the men's basketball world. In particular, Mike Boynton's alma mater, South Carolina, uh, just that head coaching job just became open for the first time since Mike Boynton has been a head coach. And first of all, there are, there are two people online. There are people who desperately want their schools to bring Mike Boynton in. I mean, fans, I'm not talking about beat writers. I'm talking about reading comments or, or people suggesting like, Oh, maybe we can get this guy. I'm talking strictly fans. There are two people. There are the people that desperately want Mike Boynton to come be the head coach of their college, including as far as to say LSU fans that were calling for Mike Boynton as if he's going to leave a school that just got done with their postseason ban and 
are getting this NCAA crap behind them and head to LSU, who is just about to hear from the NCAA. Though, if we're being honest, the nothing will probably come of it, which is fun for us as Oklahoma State fans, but a reality that we may very well have to face. Now, the other kind of person online are people going, why on earth would you want Mike Boynton? Somebody called him an average recruiter, which is absolutely an insane insinuation. That's a wild opinion to have. I would say it's factually incorrect after Mike Boynton did what had to be done in order to recruit the number one overall draft pick last season in Cade Cunningham. So an average recruiter is is just, I think, factually incorrect. But they'll also say things about his winning percentage. Now, Mike Boynton didn't get to build his own team when he took over as the Oklahoma State head coach. The last two years, he's finally got to build his team. And the entire time he's been the head coach, he has been dealing with the NCAA investigation, the FBI investigation, all these very serious things that we only get to see a little bit of. And to insinuate that he's not a very good coach because for whatever, you know, Oklahoma State isn't back to the Eddie Sutton days or whatever it is. He took a team this season that everybody said all year long had absolutely nothing to play for. They've got nothing to play for. I am guilty. I said it myself. They had pride to play for. They had a coach that they love and played for. They have their teammates sitting next to them that they're playing for. And Mike Boynton was able to, knowing that these kids are not going to get any chance at a postseason, not conference postseason or the NCAA, not NIT, none of it, was able to take that team to a 500 team. Now, that's impressive. You can win at least half your games, especially in the Big 12. That's huge. Not to mention the fact that they were in most of the games they lost. It's not like we got wiped every season or every game this season that we lost. So I, I think it's insane to try to downplay what Mike Boynton's done as a coach, what he's done as a recruiter. Now, on, in terms of rumors to South Carolina, which is his alma mater, as I said, I'm not terribly worried about that. Mike Boynton very recently signed a pretty big contract with Oklahoma State. So whatever school does, I mean, if, if a school were to take Mike Boynton from Stillwater, they would have to, uh, you know, pay that contract out. And it is not cheap at all to do that. I just don't, I think there's going to be a lot of smoke, but not a whole lot of actual noise. I think there are fans that are clamoring for these things to happen. Maybe a beat writer here and there that says, what if this happens? But that's what beat writers are supposed to do. We're supposed to say things that are insane, that draw a crowd to whatever article or podcast or whatever. I'm giving you guys a little peek behind the curtain. But we're supposed to suggest sometimes some insane, hot takey type of things to get some attention to whatever it is that we've put out. So I don't think that there's any actual concern to Mike Boynton leaving, heading into next season. You know, we just got a recruit for the 2023 season, one of the, I think, the best prospect in Oklahoma for that season. Um, Musa Cisse has announced he's coming back. So I think there's already cogs going into place that show that Mike Boynton has no intention of leaving he clearly loves it here, and I know that basketball is a business. I get it. I know sports are a business, in particular college sports, but I, I tend to believe the best in people, 
and I have to believe that he's not going anywhere, at least for the time being. And maybe that's because Brad Underwood hurt me so badly when he left after all of his, I've always wanted to coach here nonsense, and then abruptly leaving. And I think I've told that story before. We won't get into it, but I acted like a child that day. And I just don't see that with Mike Boyne. I think he genuinely loves it here and, and what he's building and getting to the opportunity to build that and everything that he's getting the opportunity to do for the Oklahoma State men's cowboy program. I think he I think he enjoys it. So hopefully he is not just blowing smoke at me because I have, like I said, I, I've given, I'm ready. I'm all in. If you are a bird, Mike Boynton, I am a bird. That's all I'm saying. My opinion on the rumor mill is that it is very strictly fans starting the rumors. <laughs> Make sure to check back in tomorrow. I'm going to talk about Musa Cisse deciding to return. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Make sure to make your second listen Locked On, the NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. Tomorrow, I will get up. I will post about the Girl Scout cookie comparisons. We've got to talk about it. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!